Well, friends, welcome back to the Created to Thrive podcast. This is a bonus episode that I have this week. I recently did a live teaching with my good friend Chris Cree from New Creations Ministries, and we discussed the importance of receiving God's love for you, not trying to show God how much you love Him, but really receiving your value and your worth and your identity in Christ so that you can live the life that he created for you. So enjoy this episode. I do have a live YouTube video if you do want to watch us live, but I wanted to put this on as a bonus episode for the podcast so you can listen to it. And also if you are desiring one-on-one mentoring to really help you go to the next level in your faith journey to help you design a life that you love, that is what I do. Reach out to me through email at lori at lorikaysnyder.com. That's L-O-R-I at L-O-R-I-K-S-N-Y-D-E-R.com. And we can um, set up a discovery call to see if that would be something that would work for you. All right, so grab your notebook and pen and let's get on with the show. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be, because you were created to thrive. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our Two for Tuesday broadcast. My name is Chris Cree. I am your host. And today we have with us Lori Snyder. So let me just bring Lori in because you all are familiar with her. You know who she is. Today, we're going to talk about something. I think it's it's actually one of those things that I'm still working on process. And maybe it's because I'm a guy. I don't know. But you, you, you wanted to discuss how we receive the love of God and receiving the love of God. And love is a huge thing. I mean, it's part of God's nature. God is love. Yet it's, I don't know. I just want, I want to hear your perspective on it, you know, both as a woman, but also as a Bible teacher um, on receiving God's love. What, where would you like to start today? Well, I think that, you know, we can only teach out of our own revelation that we mm-hmm. have. And so, you know, you can read truth, but if it hasn't become real to you, you're just more of mimicking what other people are saying, even with the word of God. So I want to just share about really how receiving God's love transformed my life. And I really believe it's the key to having the transformation that we all desire. Mm-hmm. And you can't live off of someone else's uh, knowledge, understanding, revelation, wisdom. Mm -hmm. So when this opened up for me, when Fred and I, my husband um, in 2000, the end of 2005, we separated and went into a divorce situation. Mm -hmm. Now we did not get divorced. I'll just say that up front, but I didn't know it at the time. And so I had finally come to the end of myself where leaning on my own understanding and strength and performance and abilities was no longer even an option. And so I cried out in desperation, even though I was saved and a believer, I cried out to know God intimately instead of just about him Mm. to make me whole 
and to make my life significant. And I didn't realize at that time that God was inviting us all into this deep, intimate, personal relationship. I just knew that I wanted God to be my greatest reality. Okay. And when you and Lisa were on my podcast and we were talking about your journey, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that you said was that you were reading in the book of Acts, but yet it's not reconciling what you were experiencing in your everyday normal yeah, life. What we saw on the pages of scripture, there was a disconnect. It, it just yeah. didn't line up. And so we knew something was missing. Yeah. And that's really where I was at too. And so I just invited God to really show me. And I started because we were separated and I needed you know, help. I sought professional Christian counseling. And the very first thing he said to me was, Lori, God is asking you to let him love you to wholeness. Mm. And I didn't understand what that even meant. Like I, you know, I knew about God's love. I read in the scriptures, but yet I had never experienced mm -hmm. that unconditional love of Father God. Yeah. And I didn't well, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say it's and, and, and the problem that creates in our lives is that we cannot give away something we don't already have. I mean, we, we, I talk about that a lot in terms of finances and money, you know, as far as how the kingdom of God works, we can't be generous to others to the level we want to be unless we have something to give. Right. But that same truth applies to being able to love others. We can't yeah. love others any more than our capacity, our ability, our, or how much love we've received from the Father. We can only give out of the overflow of what's in our hearts already. Exactly. And i that's what the Lord had really shown me is freely receive, then freely give, because you mm. cannot give what you do not have. Yeah. And our deepest desire and need is to be loved and then to give love. And when I started really diving into the scriptures from a relationship standpoint versus the duty or the Christian disciplines, figuring, my figuring whole, out, figuring, you, you, you were previously figuring out, okay, this is, this is how I'm supposed to behave. Yes. And now you started looking at it from a, this is how I am, how I'm supposed to relate to God versus how right. I'm supposed to behave yes. because I'm, I'm one of his children. Right. That it was to be now identity driven versus performance driven. Okay. And also I had to understand the nature of God. And when he said, Lori, I want you to know me as father, you need to learn to be my daughter. These were all new things that I'm in counseling and he's helping me unpack and leading me into the scriptures. And a whole new world was open up because I actually was experiencing the gospel. Wow. The true, the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's why my key, one of my key foundational scriptures is uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, which is, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Mm -hmm. And it's that process. And I'm actually in process of writing a course on unpacking this and how this will totally transform your life. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to stay focused on, on the love of the father right now, because if you think about in church, we're not, this is an area that we're not really taught a lot on, but yet mm -hmm. if you look in, in the, in the four gospels, especially the gospel of John, Jesus is talking so much about his union and oneness and intimacy with the father. And one of the questions that was asked of me by my counselor was, Lori, why did Jesus 
come to earth? And I said, well, to save me from my sins. And he said, no, sin was the problem. That was the barrier, but that wasn't the purpose. The purpose was John 3, 16. God so loved the world, the world that he gave. So he sent Jesus to reconcile us back to having right relationship with the father, that oneness. So when Jesus is talking about in John 14, 15, 16, 17, that we would receive what he has, which is oneness with father and Holy Spirit to give to us. That's that co-laboring with him to enter into that deep, intimate, personal relationship. And it's all based on love. Because if you think about the greatest commandment, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus even supersedes that and says, a new command I give you, that you would love one another as I has, have love, which is oh, yeah. sacrificial, which is like above and beyond. That's the Ephesians 3.20. Well, above I mean, and, and you look at it, so many people don't understand even how to love themselves. And so you, if you, again... If you don't love yourself, Jesus said, love others as you love yourself. Well, if you don't even love yourself, how can you even love others? It just doesn't yeah. make sense. So it that it's it's this is a huge topic to be discussing today. So I'm glad you glad you brought it to the table. Well, and you know, and it and it's something that I'm sure we'll probably have future discussions on because everything comes out of love. You know, the apostle Paul even says he can do all these miraculous things, but if his motive isn't love, it profits him nothing. Yeah. And Jesus was moved by compassion. And even the Apostle Paul says that the love of Christ compels him. Mm. So love has to be our motivation. And so that's where I went back to, I don't even understand the unconditional love of God for me. So how can I then give it to my neighbor or my friend? And I really had a hard time loving people. Yeah. And when you've had trauma or, you know, everyone has some type of childhood trauma, different events that keep them stuck. Yep. And what I have learned with not only my journey, but then, you know, for over 15 years, I have been mentoring women and, and men too, but primarily women um, on the goodness of God and receiving the love of God. And it is the number one hindrance that people I have found that people have. Once you can get them to the point where their eyes are open to the unconditional love of God, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, what he did that allows us to receive God's love based on Jesus's performance, mm -hmm. not my performance. Yeah. I just believe and trust in what Jesus did was enough to bring me in right relationship with the Lord. So I know that's a lot, but... <laughs> Okay, so that's all. So, so ten minutes to just say what we're going to talk about, and now we can talk about it. Yay! I know <laughs> that's awesome. I'm a fire hose. I'm a fountain. I'm a deep well. I have all these, but I just I'm very passionate about it. And and it's not this. Too often we want the formula. Yeah. Step one, two, and three. You know, I can tell you how to receive the love of God, but it's going to look different for every single person because, because it's relational. It's personal. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and I mean, it's just like if somebody was looking at, they were looking for a formula of how Jesus healed people and they followed him around through the gospels and they, they get frustrated because it seems like he did it differently every yeah. single time. Right. Because it's personal. Right. Everything about the kingdom of God. Yes. There's principles. There's certainly promises. But it's personal, it's yeah. relational. And, and that's one of the key things that I keep reminding, especially you know, when I'm talking about finances, it's, it's, you have to, it all flows out of your relationship with God. Without that, none of it works. 
Uh, and, and so it's the same with receiving his love. It has to flow out of our relationship with God or we're not going to get there and we're just going to be frustrated. Yeah. And it has to be an encounter, not just head knowledge, right? We have mm -hmm. the three different types of, of knowledge where we need to have that deep experiential encounter with his love. And this is where we were never taught this in church. Mm -hmm. I had to go to outside, you know, Bible teachers and their personal ministries to have these, these, um, uh, conversations to where then I went into my heart to have those prayer. It's really prayer to have those deep conversations with the Lord. But I had to first look at how did I come into the kingdom? Yeah. How was I saved? I got scared into heaven ah. because I did not want to go to hell. Yep. I didn't know the goodness of God that leads one to repentance that causes them to change directions, change their mind. And so I started really looking at what do I believe about God? Mm -hmm. What do I believe about myself? And what type of relationship does he want to have with me? And that's when he led me into Genesis. Let's go back to the very beginning. You've got to know how something began. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about that right now, but I just... <laughs> you got to know it, but we're not going to talk about it. I, 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 and again, <laughs> I know. That's where I, I go with the Bible teacher and then the real and but people want real and relationship. So yeah, yeah. I want to share with you just a couple keys that I have not only gone through myself, but then I have had I've helped so many other people mm -hmm. do this as well. And their love walk, their love journey. Um, so Ephesians three, let's go there, okay. because there's a key here in, in Ephesians. You know, Paul has. There's two prayers that Paul has in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3, and it's so good to meditate on those. But I want to specifically talk about Ephesians 3, um, and I want to really just jump right into 17 through 20. Okay. It's through 21, but I just want to go through 20 for because okay. of our time. Well, it's on the screen now. Would you, you okay. want to read it? Or do you want me to read it? You read it. Yep, you read okay. it. I'm reading out of the New King James. It says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of god now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us i'm just going to finish it to yeah. him be the glory and the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So it's really, it's God's glory that we get this understanding. Mm -hmm. So what I will have, part of what I will have um, women do or men too, mm -hmm. is I want you to meditate, dwell, roll around in your mind. I want you to think about those scriptures and put your name in it mm -hmm. and really personalize that scripture. So you make this that it's a prayer for you to receive. But then, too, if you have a loved one that you're praying for that doesn't know the love of God, because we all have a love problem. We don't have a knowledge problem. We have a love problem. We can know it here. But this is talking about that Christ will dwell in our hearts. It's not in our minds mm -hmm. that we would be rooted and grounded and established. So what I always say is we have to establish our love with the Lord, his love, receiving his love for us, not trying to show him and doing all these things to prove how much we love God, 
but to receive it because faith works through love. Galatians. Well, and and I think that you brought up a good point there with with tying in faith, because I see in in verse seventeen it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Yep. So it's not that we don't have to conjure him up. We don't have to do anything so that Christ's in, in our hearts. We just have to believe that he yes. is yes. and accept it by faith and then operate as if he is because we believe it because the Bible says it's true. Right. So that I think is, is a key component that a lot of folks trip up on is they're like, I don't feel like Christ in my heart. It's not, it doesn't say that Christ may dwell in your hearts through feeling. Right. It says through faith. So we right. just, we have to believe it and operate as if it's true because we believe it's true. Mm -hmm. And that's a great point because love produces emotions, mm -hmm. but love is really a choice, but love is also our identity. Mm. It's a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. God is love. And he first loved us. I'm giving you a lot of different scriptures here, but see, this is what people want. This is why I can talk to a lot of non-believers. Yeah. I am constantly quoting scripture, but I'm not saying in, you know, first John four seventeen it says, yeah, because they just, they just, I just, it's relational. And that's how God speaks to us. He just mm -hmm. wants to give us his goodness because it's that goodness of God that causes transformation, well, but it's really, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't get hung up on, on, having to cite chapter and verse every yeah. time you're, you're talking about the truth of God's word, because um, I mean, when you read the writings of the, the apostles, they, they would say it is written. They didn't say it is written in Hosea. Da, 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 da. They yeah. just said it's written. Or sometimes they just quote a scripture without even saying it's written. Yeah. Jesus, when he was confronting the, the enemy, when the devil was tempting him, he didn't say, you know, it's written in Deuteronomy or it's written in numbers. He said it is written. Yeah. So we don't have to, as long as it's the truth yeah. and people can go back and look it up. And if, if they ask, we can, Hey, hey well, that's from scripture here. Let me show you. Right. And you can take it back, but we don't have to necessarily get hung up on the religiosity of quoting chapter and verse every single yeah. time. Yeah. And that will set you free. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're a teacher, right? Yeah. So it's relational. And, um, I, I had five different thoughts going through when you were talking right. there. Um, that's okay. Uh, God just wants us. It does cause, it does take a revelation. It takes a hunger to want to know, because here's the thing with love. You have to give him permission. He will not override your free will. Mm -hmm. So going back to love is um, a choice. You have to allow God to love you. And I know that sounds weird, but he's given well, us free will. Let me, let me, God, it's, it, God so loved the world he gave. So in, in one respect, God loves universally, whether we allow him to love us or not. Right. But we won't see that intimacy with him yes. unless we allow him in. Into me, you see, is how I've heard intimacy, you know, explained, but so, so in, in the general sense, the broad sense, because love is so much of his nature, he loves everybody regardless of whether they allow him to or not. Yet there's that, that deeper level that you're talking about, which we can't have that experiential love unless we allow him to love us. Well, and that's a great point because it requires vulnerability. And without mm -hmm. vulnerability, you're not going to have intimacy in any relationship. This is true. 
right? You yeah. have to be, you have to let those guards down. And, you know, that's why in Genesis, when it says they were naked and unashamed, we go before, exposed before the Lord because he knows our heart. He just wants to invite us into that dialogue. And mm -hmm. that's where, again, going back to, I want to stay on Ephesians or I could go into so many different places <laughs> um, that it is. So going back to verse 17, that Christ would dwell in my heart. So again, I personalize mm -hmm. it through faith. Faith is believing and believing and trusting. And it takes time. You have to know someone to develop trust. Well, and, and a good way to explain faith in a simple format is it's simply agreeing with heaven. Mm -hmm. So so we are simply coming into agreement that Jesus is in our hearts. Yeah. And we're coming into agreement with his love. Yeah. And and that that is what faith is. And that we are love because it's a fruit of the spirit, which abides in us through the Holy Spirit. So really it's part of our nature because we're created in his image and his likeness. He is love. Therefore, our true nature is love. Mm -hmm. Now we have to work that out by reprogramming the way we think. But here's the here's the deal, Chris, is that believing. So everyone I hear, you know, we, Jesus, number one thing Jesus was talking to his discipleship or disciples mm -hmm. about was believing. Right. Yep rebuking their unbelief. Belief is established in love. First sure. Corinthians 13, right? Where it says love is patient, love is kind, verses four through eight. Um, I know I'm jumping, sorry. No, no that's all right. Um, uh, that's, a, that's a big point. So I want to yeah. get there. So um, let me put up, sorry, first Corinthians, would you, which translation would you like? Uh, what, whatever, just not King James because it's. Yeah, no, 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 I'm with you. I, I, I lean on the new King James. So, okay. So what, Say again what you just said about mm -hmm. love and, and belief. Our belief, how we are going to get our believing right to agree with heaven, like you said, our faith, mm -hmm. believing and trusting is through receiving how much God loves us so then we can then extend it to others. Okay. Because it okay. says, it talks about what love is and God mm -hmm. is love. Mm -hmm. So yeah. God is patient and kind, right? But yeah. where it talks down to verse six, uh, or seven, it says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. So mm -hmm. what I have gathered from all of this is like, wait a minute, if I, because you know, in Romans 12 too, I don't want you to put it up there, but it says that we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. So, yep. so often we're trying to, get God's word in our, in our minds, but our heart is not established in God's love because mm -hmm. love believes. So yeah. if we really want to establish our heart in believing heaven, believing what God says, you focus on receiving God's love for you. And, and really this just popped into my head. So, but it's, it's about trust yes. at the end of the day. It's about, is God trustworthy? And that opens up a whole nother can of worms about, you know, the people who believe that God is in control and God is causing bad things. Well, you can't trust somebody that you think is going to hurt you and cause bad things in your life. So, so we have to understand God's goodness. And that's why Paul tells us that it's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. Because once we understand how good God is and how good his thoughts are towards us, we begin to trust him. And out of that trust, then we can believe that he's got good things for us. And, and then we can experience his love. Yeah. 
And that takes time and it's a process and there's a lot of layers, right? Mm -hmm. Because going back to how I said, how did you come into the kingdom? That plays mm -hmm. a big part of it. Another part is what is your relationship with your natural father? Mm -hmm. Because that is a big part that I, I work with a lot of women and that is probably one of the very first things we go to. Tell me about your relationship with your natural father. Yeah. And they are ascribing those personalities, those experiences, those beliefs. And those hurts. Hurts onto Father God. And if they've been taught by the church, like you said, God brings bad things and, and is in control of everything. And we just have to suck it up buttercup. Mm -hmm. You have a wrong view of God. Yeah. And so there's a process of, of doing this. And that's why I love this Ephesians 3, 17 through 21, because you go through here and you start going in, okay, God, how do I do this? How do I get rooted and grounded? Well, that takes time and it takes nourishing. And Jesus is that nourishing. He's that husband, right? That talks, scripture mm -hmm. talks about that we're united to. So he is caring for us that we're to cast all of our cares over unto him because he cares for us. He nourishes and cherishes us and that we can um, understand too, that God's love is measurable. It talks about the length and the width and the height and the depth of God's love. And to experientially know that word know there is not head knowledge. No, mm -hmm. but it's the same word that is used with Adam and Eve in Genesis, where Adam and Eve came together and knew each other and conceived a child. That's that relational experiential knowledge. I got a question for you, Lori, as you were oh. talking there, you, you said that God's love is measurable. Um, what, how would you answer the people that would say that God's love is infinite? When you say, oh, well, one is we're not going to be able to understand. I mean, mm -hmm. God is, you cannot contain God's love. So I don't want to say that it's limiting. Okay. And no, that was, I wanted to clarify that because it, you know, people could misinterpret what you meant because you said it was measurable. Really, to me, that means it's, it's you know, it has defined dimensions. So it's, it's got limitations and that's not what you were yep. trying to say. That's not at all what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying. Okay. I'm a practical girl mm -hmm. and God gives me, pra I had to teach my boys how to understand God's love for them. Mm -hmm. And one of our key things, the, one of the questions I would always ask them, do you want to hear how good God is? <laughs> Listen to what happened today. Yeah. They never question, have ever questioned God's love. Mm. And because they are always looking for goodness. And yeah. it says in Psalm 23 that goodness and mercy follow us every day of our life. But we better be looking for it. Yeah. God's love is measurable in that it is tangible through people. Yeah, I think that's a better way to say it is that that it is experiential, tangible. It's it's knowable more than it's quantifiable in, right. in the sense of limita limiting dimensions. No. And, and I would be foolish to think that we could ever limit God and we're going to be learning about him for eternity. So yeah, no, I, I, I was pretty confident that that's what you meant. Yeah, but thanks for worth clarifying because, yeah. you know, sometimes we say things in passing and if people just look at the words we say yeah. and, and not understand our heart behind them, they can totally right. misinterpret what we were trying to get across. Right. Well, they did that to Jesus. So why wouldn't they? <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> you know, Jesus says some crazy, pretty things that are, are like, mm -hmm. what? 
and he didn't explain himself. Well, but and I will then, explain and then Paul goes on to say that the, you know in verse nineteen that the love of Christ which passes knowledge. So so there's no way we could even know it all no. and experience it all. Yet at right. the same time, it's it's real, and it's it's a, and and I guess the thing that I would encourage people to do is to ask God to show them that he loves them in a way that their hearts understand, yep. because yep. like you said, it's personal and it'll be different for every single individual. Yeah, that's a very key point. And that is something that you, I suggest um, people do in their prayer time, which is really just a dialogue with God and asking him, God, how do you love me today? Show me. And a lot of times he's going to show you through people. Mm. Yeah. But it could be something like for me, it's like my dolphins and my, you know, now that we live in Florida, I will have dolphins and they just bring me so much joy. And I just call them kisses from God. Like, mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where like people see, you know, the sunrise or sunset or the rainbow or, or whatever. It's asking God to connect with you in such a special way that just benefits your heart and well. remembering and and what you're what you're describing is there's there's a canal just off the back of your property and the dolphins will swim right up to your yard basically. Yeah. That's pretty so, amazing. Yeah. But to me that is just one of those things where again we have to open our eyes and it says acknowledge him in all our ways and he'll direct our steps but if mm -hmm. we're never acknowledging him how do we know? So I know we're we're shutting we're cutting close to the time here but um so yeah so I just want to say that it is experiential and that's mm -hmm. where i love ephesians 320 that mm -hmm. he wants to just not only meet your needs today but he wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can even imagine or ask for mm -hmm. but it's according to the power that works in you yeah which is the power of the holy spirit that you have as a born again believer abiding in you that's christ's abiding presence that doesn't have limits that yeah. is limitless well, and and it's interesting to me to when when I when I finally saw that because I would talk about that and think about the first half of that verse, you know, that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine is the the I think it's an NIV the way they say it, and I'd I'd focus on that and I, I'd leave out the rest of the verse according to the power that works within us. Yeah. So He's doing it in and through us. Yeah. The, the amazing, abundant things that he's going to do in our lives, he's going to do it by partnering with us. He's, he is, it's not like he's turning us into robots and doing it through us. He, again, it goes back to that agreement. We come into agreement with his truth and his, we line up our ways with his ways. And then we start to see his results in our lives. And that ends up being way more than what we expect. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that beautiful relationship. We're sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. And he wants to express himself through us, you know, just like I have twin boys and we've always told them from very young age, you're an expression of us. Yeah. And so, but you know, we're limited where God is not. So, and again, that's why we have to spend so much time receiving God's love for us and knowing that what Jesus did on the cross was enough and that God mm -hmm. now sees us hidden in Christ through the veil or through the blood of Jesus and that he is pleased with us. So really benefiting your heart, establishing, getting rooted and grounded, not just reading scriptures, but then personalizing them and then having that dialogue. And it's okay to wrestle with God. Mm -hmm. He loves that because that's that dialogue. And, and he meets you where you're at. Mm 
but he doesn't leave you there. He wants to take you higher and deeper into him. Mm -hmm. Well said. Well, I think that's probably a good place to, to tie this one off. But this subject is so huge. I mean, we went through the first scripture in your list. <laughs> the notes. So we've got lots more we could say about this I next know. time. So yeah. um, I'm looking forward to that discussion because I, I need to grow in this. I'm sure most everybody does. Yeah. So Lori, can you tell us how can folks connect with you and your ministry and, and what you've got going on? Sure. I have a podcast called Created to Thrive Podcast. Mm-hmm. And my husband does join me on that um, a lot of times. But uh, that way you can grow deeper with God and really understanding uh, your value and purpose and walking that out as well as healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, my website is, I think you have it right there, lauriecasnider.com. And email Lori at LoriKSnyder.com. So um, on socials, Lori K. Snyder. So, yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. It's awesome. And, and I would encourage you to, especially that podcast, just go and subscribe. If you go to our website, it pops up there. You can listen to it. The latest episode's always right there on front. Or I, I would encourage you to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Yeah. And you and Lisa are on there, and you're one of our, our top favorites uh, oh, okay. of all time. So, well, yeah. We, we, uh, we like to talk. Yeah. Well, it's an important message about, and you know, here's the thing, it's about giving your yes to God. And mm. Fred had said, Lori, we need to surround ourselves with people who are yes people to God mm. That's continually. Powerful. That's powerful. Yeah. And you and Lisa are those yes people. And so we've always supported you and your ministry. Oh, so. yeah. No, yeah. It's it's a wonderful thing. And that's why, you know, you you guys were definitely in that first group of people we wanted to reach out to as we started to to look at kingdom mindsets and where we're headed. And, and I appreciate all your input too. So Lori, would you please pray for folks and, sure. and help them just, just pray that about God's love in them and however he moves, moves you to pray. Sure. I'm just going to say a prayer that I encourage other people. If they're praying for someone, this is a simple prayer that I pray to say, not only for yourself, but how you can pray for other people. Mm-hmm. So father God, I just thank you for your son, Jesus. And I pray right now, Lord, for a deeper personal understanding, Father, of your love for me and for those that need to know your love. And so I thank you that you open up our hearts, you open up the eyes of our understanding so that we can know you in this deep way that you are inviting us into, because your love will transform us and transform our world. And so we just receive it by faith and we thank you for greater measure, greater understanding in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Friend, I hope this podcast has blessed you. And now here is a way that you can really bless me in return. First of all, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And then go to Apple Podcasts, leave me a written review along with a five-star rating. This not only encourages me to keep going and producing these episodes, but it makes it possible for others to learn about this podcast as well. Then go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or your review and then share it on your Instagram and Facebook stories and make sure you tag me at Lori K. Snyder. So then I can share you and my stories and then we can just be social together. Together we can reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and this podcast helps make that possible to fulfill the Great Commission. 
Thank you so much and God bless.